1: Possums, welcome to week nine game previews. Go ahead and follow us at Offensive Points on Twitter. Follow <coughs> us at TikTok at IDP Army. Chat with us on the Discord. Get the IDP Army or the IDP Index that Jordan does. Get the Dynasty Index. Just holler at us. Enter to win the Antonio Brown jersey. Guys, what's up? Well, I got I got a little bit of news that I forgot to do. I found some fun
0: news today while I was getting ready for this podcast. And uh, on Roto World, uh, the NFL agreed to look into, in quotations, Coach Judge's accusations of faulty headsets, and the commentary on it is phenomenal. I did I don't know if you heard about this at all. I didn't until I read it. Uh, Judge upset after dropping another one score game due to poor coaching was quick to blame the league's Bose headsets for miscommunication rather than pointing the finger at himself for kicking a field goal on fourth and two from the five yard line. (laughs) (laughs) Dude, fucking people are savage and I just fucking love it. Oh, and then it says, uh, the two and and six giants will need to look at more than headsets in the mirror. If they fall to the Raiders, (laughs) (laughs) like someone is brutal and whoever
2: writes those deserves a fucking raise. They definitely do. Um, All right. So we're on to week nine, halfway through or over halfway through the season now for every team, since we are on that week. Um, Been somewhat up and down of a season, but let's just go to the game previews. So Josh, you want to kick us off in our official Mickey Blanco week? It is Mickey Blanco. Blanco
0: week. And we'll start off with a Thursday night game. So, uh, Mickey fucking Blanco, man, 37 for 40, uh, 45 for 405 yards. Uh Did you see the bet that that guy won a thousand dollars on Mickey Blanco being the number one passing yards and won one hundred twenty five thousand? Good for him. Mm-hmm.
2: Mickey um, Blanco is the first Jets quarterback in 20 years to throw for 400 yards. That is wild. That's insane. The
0: legend
2: of Mickey Blanco. So I don't and he think he caught a touchdown. Mm-hmm. Did
0: he? Oh, he caught a touchdown, too? Yeah. Really oh, special. That's right. That's right. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so I don't think anyone saw this coming except for that guy who made the thousand dollar bet. So uh, good for him. We're all happy about that, but uh, he's utilizing those running backs out of the backfield. Uh, Michael Carter had a very large workload, Uh, but so did um, uh, Ty Johnson. I don't know. It's hard to remember any jets players. Ty Johnson's usable in fantasy at this moment. Yeah, I believe, (laughs) I believe so. So with Corey Davis out, Jamison Crowder really filled in. Well, Um, he liked him as well. As for the Colts, Wentz is uh, 62% of snaps uh, necessary for the Eagles to get a first-round pick, he's at 62% of those snaps. He just needs to keep going. We need about four or five more good games out of him, uh, or at least good enough games. I honestly I prefer if you guys lose. Uh, they did blow that game uh, after going up 14 early, which is also good for the Eagles, so that's nice. Uh, but Pittman has secured himself as the lead pass catcher, And it's really not even close with 15 targets last game. So yeah, that, that boy is a trade target. I'm sure we'll talk about that next week. So my Mm -hmm. start here is Michael Carter. Uh, If you didn't notice, he had a nice 30 points last week and he, I don't know, Mickey Blanco just loves him and he's his go-to. So keep him up. Uh, Colts are great against the run, but I think, like I said earlier in the other pod, I mean, pass catching running backs don't really adhere to the same boundaries as that. So Uh, My sit here is Naheem Hines and I kind of hope that you've already been doing that, but you know, the timeshare is gone. Uh, It seems to be that it's Jonathan Taylor's workload now. Like, yeah, sure. If the Colts go up early, Hines might have a role, but the way the Colts have been playing, I wouldn't be surprised if this is actually a close game and Thursday night games have been pretty good so far. So Uh, my stop here, and this, this goes on the Mickey Blanco train. My stop is Zach Wilson and Joe Flacco. So I know the joke the, the Jets can't start Flacco this week and poor poor Joe Flacco for getting treated to the Jets and still being the backup. That's rough. But you cannot sit Mickey Blanco after last week. And honestly, in my opinion, after last week's game, you can't start either one of them until he loses the job,
2: mm-hmm. which
0: he probably will. And you know what I mean? It's fine. He'll come the back. Hell, he
2: probably will.
0: I'm. I'm just saying he. Blanco to the
2: Super Bowl. I'm not it's saying he'll Tom lose. Season starts now. What I'm not saying
0: he'll about? lose the job. I'm saying he
2: won't get 400 yards again. Probably.
0: I hope he does. Like really, but like in reality, at this point, you cannot put Zach Wilson. Or you Joe don't, Black don't
2: respect Mickey Blanco week, and it shows. That's all I'm saying. Me and Joe are on board. You, so on board, are not. Not allowed to sit at the table. It's the Jets, man. Come on. They can't win two games in a row. Dude, I was going to
1: order the black Jets jazz. jersey with the with Blanco on the back and his number. I was going to do it. This Boom. man
0: has the most boring name on earth, and I'm really glad that we coined. And I say we, Billy, coined Mickey Blanco, and that is the name for uh, Mike White. The legend of Mickey
2: Blanco continues. He beats the Colts this week. Then he walks down to Jacksonville next week and beats that ass. Well, too. to be fair, he could beat that ass and Urban Meyer. So and then he's gonna run into the Bills and he's gonna beat their ass. Too. He's gonna beat
0: their ass too. If the, yeah, the
2: Jets beat the Bills, Mickey Blanco's like God. But yeah. I, I forgot an Urban Meyer hat.
0: I wasn't trying to be rude. I'm just saying he will, you know, probably eventually. But Zach Wilson and Joe Flacco are not taking his job. It's gonna right
2: be guys. Mickey Blanco's music after next week.
1: <clears throat> we should yeah. we should get us a song. Couldn't you see Mickey Blanco like backdooring the Jets into the wild card? I hope he does. <laughs> he
2: he raised single handedly raised the value of every player on that team. So yeah, great for fantasy. Yeah, MVP. One could say. <laughs> <laughs> <Jesus. But laughs> all right on to the next game all right i'll go next i will get to cincinnati versus cleveland the battle of ohio the first round anyway um kind of two teams on a weird course right now so cincinnati coming off of a very embarrassing but in some respects a very respectable loss to mickey blanco walking into cleveland ohio to play baker mayfield in the middling browns Um. This will be a good get-right game <laughs> for Joe Burrow um, against Cleveland's poorest secondary. Cincinnati also has a pretty good secondary in terms of players, like Jesse Bates, good player. But, you know, if Baker was going to try to get right Cincinnati, after the god Mickey Blanco, he just passed for 400 yards on them, Baker Mayfield may be able to get half of that. And so my start for this game is both – wide receivers on each team that includes odell beckham jr i'm not one of those people that shies away from narratives i think this week would be a good week to get back on track with beckham and mayfield distractions be damned odell's dad be damned lebron james be damned everyone be damned we're going to throw the wide receivers all in there jamar chase boyd higgins beckham landry other higgins it's weird that there's two Higgins in this game. Start them all up. My sit for this game, <clears throat> Samaj P. Ryan. So people have gotten cute over the last couple of weeks and decided that he's a flex play. I don't think this is a week. So Cleveland is good against a run. I still think Mixon will eat because, as Josh said, when you have a pass catching running back, all bets are off as far as stopping the run. But P. Ryan, I think maybe we don't use him as a flex play this week. It's just too risky. And my stop is for, can we just, and this is mainly for the media and for people on Twitter. Can we just stop hating Baker Mayfield? There's no no need. There's no need. He's, he's got a broken shoulder. Like whatever you say at this point, he's got a broken shoulder. Like at the end of the day, that's, that's, if you want to hate him, that's fine. He needs surgery. He should be sitting on the bench right now, but because of the way the world works, where you need money and contracts and shit, he's out there risking his life. He's not going to be able to raise his arm above his shoulder. For the rest of his life when he retires from football. So I hope that they could get a couple wins. This would be a good win for them to get back on track on the season.
1: Isn't yeah. that arm movement over your head overrated? Wait, what do you really do? <laughs> like, you, you really High like... five, you I mean, I guess it can't be. Well, you for... you know, you're
2: only gonna be low five and from now on. He will never be a high fiver. You ever. do the mid five.
0: You could just yeah, do like you one do of do those mid five. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: Um, I will say he's though got another I, arm, too. I will
0: not stop with your stop. I, I didn't like Baker before he got injured. I'm not going to just like all of a sudden be like, well, yeah, he's injured. So it's okay that he throws for 160 yards.
1: Half yeah. a Mickey bonker. I'll take that. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Joseph. <laughs> all right, guys. It's hop skipping a jump down to Kansas city where uh green Bay and Kansas city are going to play at Arrowhead stadium. The over under for this game is 55 and a half. Um, Guys, Kansas City has given up a first down on 41% of their plays. They're they're giving up 3.34 points per drive and a historically bad 7.1 yards per play. That is worse in NFL history. And now you get John Wick coming to town. It's crazy. So the Packers are averaging 5.5 yards per play, and they're getting back Devontae Adams, Al Mazzard, and hopefully MBS for this game. Uh, without Tanyan, there's going to be a lot of three-wide sets in this one. Uh, if there is, if there are a lot of three wide sets, Aaron Jones and AJ Dillon are just going to absolutely eat the middle of the field against the Chiefs. So, Aaron Jones is still getting about seventy percent of the snaps, and he will be the focal point with Adams. I do like MBS. I think he gets loose for a big one if he does play on the Chiefs side. I'm worried about Mahomes. Uh, the the Packers contain Kyler. That defense seems to have a lot of confidence right now. So you still start your chiefs players, but we are tempering expectations, but it should still be a high scoring afternoon here. Um, I'm actually really worried about the health of my homes, but that's a whole, uh whole nother object there. Um, Hardman Robinson and Pringle are DFS tournament options, but absolutely nothing else. You are not starting them. Derek Gore got 20% of the snaps last week. Williams had 65, but running backs do not do well against the Packers. So, we're gonna start AJ Dillon here. I think he's definitely in flex consideration after what we've seen from him. We're gonna sit Daryl Williams. I I don't understand how that's not working out at all. And we're gonna stop not at least taking one shot. At Josh Gordon deep. The Chiefs have been lacking the big play for the last couple of weeks here. Josh Gordon throughout his whole career has been known to make the big play. So why not try it? Steve? One shot.
0: One shot. Right. One opportunity. One opportunity.
1: Yeah, so I think the Packers keep it going this week and kick the Chiefs' ass in Arrowhead.
0: So I have one thing to add, and this the whole everybody worried about Pat Mahomes, yada, yada, yada. Rogers himself said it on the Pat McAfee show, which is should be a brother of ours. And if we could ever get him a, a guest spot here, I'd love it. But I think we would be the guests. But... That's, well, whatever. Whatever it needs to be. <laughs> <laughs> when it comes to Pat, I'm not worried about him. And I don't think anybody really should be worried about him. When you're a transcendent talent like this, it's only a matter of time before you struggle. He literally has had a cakewalk his entire career so far. Like this, everyone is, all the Patrick Mahomes haters or the people who hate the Chiefs because they're good, you know, people do that in general, are basically like, yeah, I told you he's trash. He's not good, blah, blah. blah. And then the people who are Patrick Mahomes truthers are like, what's going on? What happened? Like, People do bad. Like you can't, he can't be good every game. Tom Brady's not good every game. Tom Brady has looked like shit a couple of years of his
2: career. I will say this you can't though. Pin it on Mahomes. Go on. Bill. I, I will say this: defenses that have been playing too high safeties have had extraordinary success against him. Um, and this is even dating back to last year. If you look when they played Atlanta last year, um, which we should have seen as like a sign at the time, we thought it was just a hiccup. But they only scored like 17 points in that game against Atlanta when that Atlanta was a bad defense. And it was because they played two high safeties against him and he just kind of malfunctioned and couldn't throw. And we were just like, well, it's Pat Mahomes. He'll figure it out. And he did. He made it to the Super Bowl and lost. But this year a lot more teams have been playing too high against him and it works and it's very odd. And I don't know what's going on there, why that is a sudden kryptonite to Superman.
0: the thing is, is everyone learned this team. They they didn't change anything. Nothing changed on this team. Their running game didn't change. Their pass catchers are still the same two guys, and then a couple guys who basically play the same roles as Tyree Kill. Like, all their wide receivers do the same thing Tyree Kill does. and They're not as good, obviously, but they didn't yeah. add anything. Like, have they added a Juju Smith-Schuster and a Robinson or anyone else that was – or Josh Gordon and just used him. Like, yeah, they, be they got – have Tyree Kill and – Gordon doing go routes on both sides and just see what happens.
2: By the way, all you future special teamers that are on the team, Nicole Hardman, Demarcus Robinson, stop getting excited anytime you all make a play. Future special teamers. Well, <laughs> let's be honest. Um, let's stop being – let's stop freaking out every time we make one play in the game. I agree. Let's, let's relax. You know, you're, you're not the star of the show, clearly. Uh,
0: Freddie one catch Mitchell for the Eagles started that uh, back in, I don't know, t- 2007. <laughs> Because he's just, a, just so excited for his one first down that he got.
1: Mahomes does not look healthy to me, man. He he looks like he's hurt. He's not moving the same way. And that line, even though they retooled it, that offense is predicated on the deep ball and the, the crossing routes in the middle, and they don't give him any time to do it. So he's always scrambling. He's always trying to make something work. I mean, he was doing the jump throw that Derrick Henry did in the end zone a couple weeks ago.
2: Patrick but Mahomes the,
1: should not be doing the jump throw. <laughs> but
2: against the Giants, you could—they even showed it on the broadcast. There was a clear open pass that he just passed up because he wants to make the big play when yeah. he's not taking easy checkdowns. And it's like, what the hell are you doing? That's a Baker yeah. Mayfield issue. I think he always wants to make the big plays. And he takes a sack that kills the drive. That is definitely
0: a Mahomes thing. He definitely does care too much about the big play. I think he I think he, you know, got off on that big play like all the time. That was what he did. He made 80 yard touchdowns to Tyreek Hill. He made 60 yard pass to Kelsey. And it's not happening this year. And he needs to learn how to play within himself. And I mean, honestly, the man is a freak athlete. Like he could do it
2: all. Yeah. So Okay. Um, well, we spent too much time on that game. So I will talk about Mahomes
0: forever and always for um, sure. Now let's get on to the Eagles, who I haven't talked about enough yet. Oh, God. Um, so the uh, well, let's head on down to Lincoln Financial Field. I don't have a witty saying. That's it, actually. Um, so the Chargers at this point have not looked like themselves the past two games, and Herbert has been struggling to get things moving. So after, in between there was a bye week, which you'd think that there would be a good chance of that working out for them, and it has not. So... Uh, and the Eagles finally did good. And the Chargers defense has been terrible against the run. you can got kind of to see where this is going. Sirianni can continue last week's game plan. The Eagles could hypothetically win this game. I'm not getting my hopes up, of course. Um, if not, and he tries to pass against his defense, he's going to have a bad time. Uh, Chargers defense is best against the pass and third worst against the run. So what does that mean? Run the ball. The Eagles defense is similar, but uh, not as great, obviously, on either one of those. So... My starts is the running backs. Uh Eclair obviously you're starting and Boston Scott I think is your start here. Um although it is it is clear to say here Boston Scott, Jordan Howard and Gainwell all got the same amount of carries so this is going to be a crap shoot but Boston Scott did get more carries than Gainwell 2 weeks ago when Sanders went down. So I'm thinking Boston Scott's the lead guy here. He was the starting running back technically. Um I think Justin Jackson can be a valuable play here too, especially if they go up early. Uh, The Eagles suck against the run. So, I mean, it could be great for all running backs in this game, really. You could throw Jordan Howard in there if you want. You could throw Gainwell in there if you want. But I think anyone who owns Gainwell last week, you're going to sit them, basically. So uh, Jackson did burst off a 75-yard run last week, so that's something to keep an eye on as well. Uh, Eckler's kind of dealing with that hip injury. So, I mean, like I could see either one of those plays going. Uh, so just running backs all around my sit here. Uh, no surprise to you guys. Cause you're starting Keenan Allen. You're starting Mike Williams. If you probably, I would imagine. And you're starting Herbert and you're starting Hertz. And my sit here is Devonte Smith and Goddard. Of course you're, you're starting. Uh, but yeah, I, 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 don't know. I don't know what's going on with them. The drops have been looking rough. You can't trust them in your lineup at this point. I, I love them and I can't trust them. That one catch for 15 yards last last week, even with the lack of throwing, He should have at least had three for 40 and I would have been fine with that because of the game, the game, the way that went game lit, but he did not look good. My stop here. Stop sleeping on Keenan Allen. I have seen way too many reports coming out that you can sit or you can trade or he's not a wide receiver. One, just Allen's not good. Just because he's not streaking down the sideline for a 70 yard touchdown does not mean that he is not fantasy relevant. I literally watched someone tell me he he's on their sit list along with Odell Beckham and other crappy wide receivers. No offense, Bill. Um, But after having a couple injured years early in his career, Allen has been one of the most consistent wide receivers these last four years, and you knew what you got when you drafted him. He had seven touchdowns. You didn't expect him to get 12 touchdowns. He's never been that guy, or at least you should have understood what you were getting. So what you're getting here is a guy from 10 to 25 points each week, consistency. So quit hating on Keenan Allen. I don't know what the fuck the problem is with people with Keenan Allen. People be hating.
2: People do be hating. People do be hating. Okay, well, I'm going to move on to a somewhat interesting game. So this was going to be the Cam Newton revenge game, New England versus Carolina. Cam Newton does not play for New England anymore. However, a new revenge game has arisen, and that's Stefan Gilmore. So Stefan Gilmore will be playing New England again after playing for them last season. Game is in Carolina. Um, my start for this game is DJ Moore, I think. Well, it's just been proven that New England, while they do have a pretty good pass defense, they can be had in the pass game, and I think DJ Moore will be the perfect guy to take advantage of that. Um, I do have the rare IDP start, which is Stefan Gilmore. Anytime there's a revenge game, anything can happen, but it will probably lead to a pick. So start Stefan Gilmore. I think you're at least going to get a pick out of him. I can guarantee that right now. Don't know if I want to put a fireball shot on it. Don't know if I'm that confident, but I am pretty confident. So my sit for this game is actually Sam Darnold, who will be throwing D.J. Moore the ball. Thank you. Uh, Sam Darnold not looked good this season, and I think when Bill Belichick looks at Sam Darnold, he just kind of shakes his head and says, "Ah, here we go again. And I think poor Sam Darnold is not going to be ready for what Bill Belichick's going to do to him. Um, Matt Judon's really been... Really good at getting after the passer this year, and I think Sam Darnold will be sacked a couple of times. My stop for this team is Robbie Anderson. It's, It's not so much that Robbie Anderson stinks. It's that Sam Darnold stinks, which leads to Robbie Anderson stinking and way of the road. He can't throw a deep ball. Whatever. It is what it is.
0: I came to the conclusion that Robbie Anderson was good on the Jets when Sam Darnold was there because he had no one else to throw to and Robbie Anderson was good. Now he has DJ Moore who most of those passes go to and Robbie Anderson gets the scraps and the hopeful 80 yard throws that aren't going to
2: work.
1: Yeah. Sam Darnold.
2: That's all I got. It'll be a fun game in Carolina. I think new England should roll.
1: I like it. So guys let's uh, let's hop on our Japanese fishing vessel and troll down to where the dolphins reside at Hard Rock Stadium in Miami, where they are taking on the Houston Texans. The over under on this game is 46. You would really think that it, a stadium named Hard Rock would feature a more badass team than the Tua led Dolphins. <laughs> this team is crap. Anyway, I would bet uh, Tyrods is going to be out this week. Um, the team has a bye next week and clearly no desire to win football games. Cooks is the only player from the Texans I'd consider. Uh, the way teams have been playing the Texans is just literally running the shit out of the ball, but good luck trying to figure out who that is. So Gaskin's in right. the backseat. Ahmed last week, he looks better, but I think Gaskin's back in the seat this week, but who really knows? Um, the Texans have been giving up some big plays at tight ends, but uh, they probably don't need Gasecki that much in this one. Um, Waddle is definitely the start for me because he is two as blankie. So that's going to be all your third down passes and all that stuff. Now, Devontae Parker really muddled things up in this offense even more. He was massively featured last week. I assume that was a matchup thing, but we'll have to see going forward. Absolutely avoid this game if at all possible. Someone will score points, but it'll be really someone stupid like Dylan Smythe or Chris Moore or something really stupid. So start Waddle, sit Ahmed, and stop stop not using Mike Gusecki. He needs to be your featured offensive player. He is too good with the ball in his hands. He's explosive. He looks really good. So figure out a way to get the ball in his hands. That's all I ask of you, Miami. Um, Miami wins this game pretty easily. Really?
2: That's interesting.
1: Yeah. I honestly don't. I, I
0: disagree. I do, too. I think Houston's going to win. I think do you, Houston, do I, I think Houston I win this game. All right. I wouldn't. At least, it's not going to be easy. I wouldn't say easily for either of
2: these teams. I mean, Miami games. is favored. By what by? How much are they favored by again? Miami was. Miami six, was also six yeah. and a half. Yeah, but I just. Man, I don't know. I, I just believe. A sad part is, I even I just believe more than Houston. Um, seems Ma- like they have more fight in them than Miami does. Miami was projected to also win like eight games, and they're not doing that this year. So.
0: I just, I don't know. I I, I don't, all bets are off for dolphins. Weird team. Yeah, I agree. I love it though. Give me that first round pick. Appreciate you. (laughs) Um, anyway, so let's go down to uh, Santa Clara where there's probably a fire because it's San Francisco, um, Arizona versus San Francisco. And this is the injury game of week nine. And we're really looking forward to this. This is going to be really hard to call this early with the amount of injuries that are happening and ongoing without reports from Wednesday's practices. Uh, so Mitchell, Debo, Kyler are all questionable to play at this point. I believe, uh, Hopkins is always questionable, so we never know what's going on with him, but he always seems to play, even if he is just kind of a decoy, still gets a few good balls, even when he's a decoy, which is phenomenal for Hopkins. But, um, if any of them play, you play them, I think without a shadow of a doubt. So watch the injury report, obviously don't listen to me too much here. Uh, but as Billy does not want to see when given the ball, Elijah Mitchell has looked great and is by far the leading running back on this team. And there is no other San Francisco running back you know, that has the play. But the thing is, like every other running back for San Francisco, he has to stay healthy. And right now he technically isn't. So same as Debo, he's just been a beast. He picked up that injury on Sunday. We're going to kind of see what happens with that. So I'm really not sure what the game plan's for the Cardinals was in week eight, but it definitely didn't work against Green Bay. And I know that relying on Kyler seems like the right play, but maybe you you, you try to run the ball a little bit more consistency, consistency, especially with that ankle injury, and alleviate some of the pressure off of him. So that ankle sprain, I don't know if he, if he plays, you, you obviously, you know, keep playing your pass catchers, but if he doesn't play, you definitely downgrade them some. I get why you'd still play Hopkins because anyone could throw the ball to him. So divisional games are always going to be good. So I think this will actually be a pretty good game, especially with all the banged up stuff. So my start here is Arizona running backs Uh, with JJ Watt out for the season. RIP Uh, Green Bay had no problem with Aaron Jones or Dylan running the ball in Arizona. So their defense is more set up for pass rush and, you know, pass defense than rush defense anyway. And with JJ Watt out, it's even worse. So uh, Kyler's deal with that angle injury. So even if he plays, doesn't play, I think it's going to be run heavy. I think this is a Chase Edmonds game, uh, especially given the touches. He could have some explosion through the line. He had about 14 touches or 14 carries last week. Connor, on the other hand, always seems to poach touchdowns. So I guess technically he's startable, although I fucking hate him. Um, and then my sit here is AJ Green. Um, after that pass off the back of the head, Kyler's got to be pissed <laughs> if he plays. I assume Kirk and Rondell Moore will get a few extra, and a few from Green will be subtracted there. So uh, just i'd be a little i'd just be a little weary about aj green this week after that um and then my this is this really doesn't fall on this team but kind of does i guess but like more for the media and for the analysts out there like stop doubting teams after they lose a game like the cardinals lost a game they were undefeated but i'm tired of i I mean they did these reports didn't really come out but they kind of were there They, they had a weird tone to them but like i'm tired of analysts being like oh well, maybe they aren't a Super Bowl team after they lost a game. Like everyone fucking loses games. Like literally, the Cardinals aren't up, up above that. Like they they won games. They won seven games in a row. It was awesome. For the NFL and for fantasy. Quit overreacting when your team loses they, they could have won
2: that game on Thursday. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, that's what I'm saying. I don't
0: that. I don't think the reports really came out for this, but just in general, and then for people in fantasy as well. Like people overreact and they're like, I lost to the worst team in the league. Like you almost beat me. You're the worst team in our league, in one of our leagues. You almost beat me. If I would have lost, I'd have been like, man, that sucks. But, like, it's fucking fantasy. It's a week-to-week game. Football is a week-to-week game. You never yeah. know what the fuck's going to happen. Like, anyone could beat anyone. The Jets just beat the Bengals, who everyone thought
2: was, like, Super Bowl hopefuls at this And game. they beat the Titans. Titans are number one in right? the
0: Like, it's football, man. Like, literally, it's one game. It is 60 minutes of football, and any team can win at any time. Except for the Lions. I
1: don't Yeah. <laughs> they've tried a couple times this year they've
0: had actually really
2: good years i just had to throw that dig in there (laughs) no it's been it's been bad down there but up there eh. up there yeah well uh, yeah (laughs) i don't know why i said down i was thinking i think that's just a natural saying
0: as you naturally say yeah
2: down there it's just eh, everything's down there even though it's up okay moving on to urban meyer's palace of love Josh Allen and the Buffalo Bills will be taking their talents. Don't see this being a very competitive game. Um, I think Buffalo should have this wrapped up sometime in the first quarter. Although they, Miami played them pretty close last week, so I don't know. Um, my start for this week is everything that you own that has Buffalo attached to it. Um, the defense, uh, special teams. Oh, Beasley. Um, yeah, put probably, if they have a kick returner, put him <laughs> in your lineup even flex that's a good flex play this week. Um but anyway, anything Buffalo is going to go off because Jacksonville is just bad all the way around. The defense can't stop anything and the offense isn't very good either. Their leading receiver is Jamal Agnew. Um sit for this week will be Jacksonville as a whole. I don't trust any of them and Buffalo has the number 1 defense in fantasy and that's because they don't allow people to score points on them. And I don't see that Trevor Lawrence, who can't seem to develop and is getting worse as the weeks go on, in my opinion, don't think this is going to be a good game for him to uh, get back on track. So not a very not a very good, solid fantasy game coming from Jacksonville this week. Um, and my stop is – stop with Jamal Agnew. You have Marvin Jones. You have LaVisca Chenault. You have a, the accountant named Dan Arnold on your team. <laughs> Why is Jamal Agnew the one getting the most targets on the team? It's just It boggles my mind. And here's the thing. This is why I said what I said earlier about his development. This does not show me that he's getting better week to week when he is throwing to Jamal Agnew. That, that does not show me that he trusts his outside wide receivers, who are Chenault and Jones. It shows me that he only trusts Dan Arnold from the tight end position and Jamal Agnew in the slot. That's not a good development for Trevor Lawrence, who is a deep ball thrower. I don't like this look at all. This is not a good year for Jacksonville, especially if you're trying to get them, you know, going into next season, maybe with something. You've got everybody cheap. James Robinson's cheap. Everybody's cheap on your team. So you don't really have, you know, you could actually go out and probably make some moves in free agency. Who the hell is going to want to come play for this team as it's currently presented with that coach? I just don't see it. So, Yeah, you're right. Honestly, I was going to say, well,
0: Jamal Agnew would honestly be a good play, and then you just fucking ripped on everyone on Jacksonville, and I was like, you know what? I'm I'm just going to shut up. They (laughs) could put him out there. I think he's a good daily play. I think for some reason
2: he's getting those targets. You can. Buffalo does not let that shit slide. Like, that's the thing. They don't let anybody play well against them.
0: Chenault and Marvin Jones as a combo of wide receivers are like, top 17 duo of wide receivers yes like they're not great but they're good enough to be in like the conversation of the top 50 or top 50 percent yeah why the fuck don't they get targets i don't know it
2: makes me very very cautious of trevor lawrence going forward because this you know even if you i don't care if you're gonna throw up the ball and get picked on the pet plays At least try to have the confidence to make the play. Like it's okay in your first rookie year if you're throwing picks. It's fine. It's okay. You're the number one overall draft pick. You're going to be fine. But you got to at least show that you want to make that play and you have the confidence to understand the playbook and to throw the ball downfield. And he doesn't, he's a scared little puppy dumping off to Dan Arnold, who's not even going to be on the team in three years. He's going to be doing taxes. And he's not going to be on the team and he he's getting peppered with targets. So I just don't like the look of anything about this team right now. I think the weirdest thing to me about all this is I, I as a
0: non college football guy, like I thought Trevor Lawrence was going to be the shit, like everybody knew who Trevor Lawrence was coming into the year. Everyone wanted him to be good. I'm talking about even a year ago, everyone knew yeah. who he was going to be and he thought he was going to be great. He looks like shit. Yeah. Really it's does. not, it's not anyone's, it's not, it's concerning. specifically, it's not specifically anyone's fault, but there is a myriad of reasons why it's not looking good.
2: It's, 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 it's concerning.
0: That's a good segue to get the fuck. Every time we talk about Jacksonville, we just got to like do that to get out of it. Yeah. You have to. Right.
1: It just breaks it up a little bit.
2: All right, Joe. All
1: right, guys, we're going to hop on our show horses and ride down into Jerrytown, where the Broncos will be taking on the Cowboys. Uh, this one's at at t stadium over under a 49 and a half. So some points will be scored in this one. Um, Denver really has its work cut out for them. The once vaunted Broncos defense has been picked apart as of late. And I, with them shipping Von Miller to the Rams, they're thrown in the towel for the season. So injuries continue to plague the Broncos defense and they've given up four yards per carry and almost 12 yards per catch wide receivers here. Uh, they've oddly been good against the tight end, but they have so many injuries at running back. It's hard to trust that. So the Cowboys have been playing their best defense in over a decade and not really any updates currently on Trayvon Diggs, uh, but it looks like he's going to play here. Uh, Dak will be, Deck and company will have their way with this defense. Uh, the Browns just chewed him up last Thursday. Uh, I am starting everyone in this matchup for the Cowboys. A little bit hesitant on Schultz, but you probably don't have a better option here. Uh, for the Broncos, the Tim Patrick outperformed both Jerry Judy and Cortland Sutton. So I am officially have no idea what to do with that receiving core and no idea what to do with the running backs. So. None of them really have a good matchup. And with Noah Fant being on the COVID-19 list now, it makes it even bleaker. So I'd i have a hard time starting anyone on Denver this week confidently. Um, if I had to pick one, I would say Javante. The breakout's going to happen one of these days. It has to. I'm tired of saying it. Yeah, I am too. Uh, I'm beating the, beating the dead horse over here. Get it, Broncos. Ah. Uh-huh. Uh, I'm going to sit Judy until we see him back and fully – full go in this offense where he's getting the snaps he should i'm keeping him on the bench and really just stop with denver's offensive philosophy as to spreading the ball around so much i really don't like it i wish you would pick people and just stick with them it makes our job easier it makes fantasy football more fun but you keep doing all this shit so i think dallas slaughters them and uh that's the end of that game so I feel like we're doing a disservice to our listeners by not
0: talking about Dak potentially not playing and having a torn calf muscle instead He's supposed of a to be calf's... full go
1: on Thursday.
0: They're saying, I mean, it's, it's early right now, and there's he says he wants to play. That doesn't mean anything. This is camp news right now, so keep an eye on that. Obviously, obviously, you're not Jerry Jones know. feels good about it jerry jones don't don't matter unfortunately uh yeah, but no i team. would definitely keep an eye on that because they did say it was a calf tear and not a strain during sunday night football which i actually didn't see that because i was kind of half watching it because it was halloween so um i just keep an eye on it in my opinion um i think uh if cooper rush starts again cooper cup his brother uh is the man to play though because uh cooper to cooper was happening so, yeah. anyway, yeah. on to a less exciting game. I don't, I don't really know. It's a divisional matchup, so it should be good. But, uh, but Kyle Pitts had himself a great week this week. He had uh, two catches for 13 yards. Oh, right, they played an actual defense that stopped him. And well, hey, look, it's another defense that can stop him. It's Atlanta versus New Orleans. Uh, so yeah. Meanwhile, both teams' wide receivers are basically non-existent so uh yeah i i don't know in in lighter news i guess uh mike davis's role seems to be back for some reason and once again they're using him and cordell in the same like the same way which makes no sense so uh and it wasn't working shockingly for some reason for some reason cordell was getting more yards in the pass catching game than mike davis uh but in much heavier news jamie stores acl and now we believe that Taysom hill will be returning from his concussion which is a blow to the already rough wide receiver situation, um, which were basically like dart throws at this point anyway. So uh, with Taysom starting something to note that it did significantly decrease Kamara's value last year from Breeze to Taysom and him coming out of concussion protocol, I imagine they would try to keep his running to a minimum, but uh, you're not going to sit Kamara anyway, so just be weary. Um, and my start are once again, the running backs, cause there's no fucking wide receivers in this game that I would feel comfortable starting. Um, the only two people who should be starting this game are Kamara and Cordell. If you want to start Mike Davis, please don't do that. Uh, both have pass catching abilities here and they should be on full display during this week. And Mike Davis got the ball more. Yeah, but Cordell is going to be the ones getting this ex- ex- explosive plays and Davis is going to struggle getting going against this, uh, front. So, Tomorrow's going to have a good time as long as Taysom doesn't push those touchdowns from him. So Ingram could be a sneaky play here too as well, but I would not bank on it um, with Taysom at QB. This could actually be a close game. So, um, so my sit here is my man, my favorite person on these teams, Kyle Pitts. Uh, these saints have not allowed more than 60 yards or a touchdown to a tight end this year. Like literally either one of those things. It was, and I guess I should say. Um, and I get it. You're starting pits because it was breakout potential, but I don't think you're getting a 20 point performance here. I think your best case scenario was like 13 and that's, you got lucky with some dump offs and stuff. So, um, last week, kind of the only throws to him were deep balls over the top that they protected because they had safety help and they know that that is what's going to happen here. So this week he's going to be shadowed by either Lattimore or Demario Mario Davis with Mark Malcolm Jenkins over the top. So that should be an interesting battle. And, uh, we'll see what the saints have to bring to the table for him. So, And then uh, I I don't know how many – my stop here is uh, I don't really understand how many quarterbacks have to get injured and starting mediocre backups until someone just signs fucking Cam Newton. Like (laughs) the Saints, the Seahawks, the Washington team, the Jets. Just kidding. Mickey fucking Blanco. But somebody like has to – he's better than most – the majority of backups. Like all these next man up mentality bullshit. Cam Newton is better than most of those. And he's fucking vaccinated. Just – Fucking get him! I don't, I don't,
2: I don't give a shit. Just like, why are you starting? I, I, I don't know. I'm done with Taysom Hill, and I'm I just feel like Cam Newton and Taysom Hill are about the same guy. So, honestly, yeah. speaking of Taysom really Hill, disagree. he is
1: very cheap on daily right now, and if he does play, it's a great play. Go on,
2: yeah. That's just my opinion. Someone's um. All right. Well, let's go on to Minnesota versus Baltimore. I think this could be a very interesting game. Minnesota's had a sneaky defense this year, which could end up being good. Um, my start for this game will be Lamar and Hollywood Brown, I think coming off of a bye. This will be a good opportunity for them to show up. Um, Harrison Smith usually has an old man moment at least one or two times a game, and he would just let the receiver slip by, and I think that could be an opportunity for Lamar and Hollywood to hook up. I you know, don't expect the volume to be a lot, but – um, I think they could easily bust out of at least one or two big plays that could mean the difference in the game. Um, and Lamar Jackson, his rushing value has only gone up week to week. This is a good game for him. Um, Minnesota's defense is good against the run, but I don't necessarily think that's a death sentence. My sit for this game is KJ Osborne. He hasn't really been doing the same as he's been doing in like the whole season, so I don't think that I would start him going into this game. I think you just stick with your Jefferson and Thielen. And then my stop is stop sleeping on Minnesota's defense. So they are not letting up a ton of points from week to week. I don't know if you've all have seen that. Um, The team hasn't really looked that great, but like against the Browns, they only gave up 14 points the game against Dallas. um, They were giving up plenty of yards, but the points against Cooper rush weren't always coming. I just think, you know, Minnesota's defense, not as bad as you may think
1: um, going into the season. They do look better. Everson Griffin definitely (laughs) gave a shot of uh, energy to that defense.
2: He did. Kendricks is great. Um, Harrison Smith, yeah, he has like one play a game where I'm just like, the hell's happening, man. Also, Senior the, moment. Thing yeah. Baltimore has going for them other than their loss of like seven running
0: backs in the offseason is they're like basically fully healthy. Yeah. Like they
2: have not hit the injury bug really, so that's nice for them. Well, their passing game's finally getting going too, and that's what was we were worried about holding them back and it's started to churn some yards up, so pretty decent team going into the I mean, I guess Sammy Watkins, but are we really
1: worried about him? No, I'm not. Not too much. Anywho, Joe. All right, guys. Uh, Monday Night Football. Let's uh, cram into our ketchup bottle and squeeze our way to Steeltown, USA, where the Bears and Pittsburgh are playing at Heinz Field. The over-under in this game is 40. So uh, I get it. <laughs> yeah. Vegas is not too uh, too thrilled with this game here. Um So the Teddy Bears and the Steelers match up in a battle of mediocrity. Uh, The Bears have allowed 5.62, 5.7, and 6.71 yards for carry to opposing backs the last three games. Not a whole lot through the air, but I expect them to focus on Najee, but I don't think they're going to stop him. Um, Najee's my start for this one. I'm so excited about this right here. Uh, but they're not allowing too many receptions to running backs. We need to temper our expectations a little bit. Uh, I should also say this is the matchup of the two most horrible offensive lines in the league right now, so hmm. uh, that should be interesting to watch as well. Is um, Matt going to play? The, he, I don't know. There's <laughs> not really a whole lot of news on it. They said he should, but we got the bye gotcha. coming up, so they might just rest him. I don't That's really fair. know at this point. Um Deontay should have a high reception total. Uh, Claypool is going to be on uh, Jalen Johnson, but um, I think they'll move Claypool around. I do think Claypool gets deep once or twice against the Bears here. Um, the Bears are going to try to establish a run with Cleel Herbert, who has the most rushing back rushing yards in the NFL over the last four weeks. Um, sealers are oddly beatable in the running game, so I love Cleel Herbert in this one as well. If you're playing daily, if you haven't been season long, you're starting him uh tj watt's gonna give fields plenty of headaches in this one uh i also think it's a get right game for darnell mooney so the only thing that uh well i got two stops this week but um we're gonna start darnell mooney we're gonna sit Allen robinson we're gonna stop not featuring patty Fryermuth. dude looks freaking awesome he is a playmaker for the team you need to use him fuck eric ebron (laughs) <laughs> Whoever else is on that team? I think he's basically that. replaced him at this point, but yeah. it's definitely. I hope yeah. so. Well, they, who's the other tight end they were using last week? Uh, Gentry. Was, Gentry. No, was it wasn't it Gentry? I can't remember. That's the only no other one. Anyway, my other stop is: I am so upset that Peyton Manning and Eli Manning are not are taking a bye week this week, and they're not calling That's the tough. Monday night on ESPN. Their calls on Matt Nagy would be freaking awesome. And I'm really upset that that's not happening. So that's my other stop for this. Giants, Giants was rough enough for them.
2: Yeah. I think yeah. Chicago
1: wins this one though. Pretty, uh, <laughs> pretty excited. Oh, wow. Okay. That yeah. would be a great.
0: Lesson. I would love, you know, what I would love to see Alan Robinson showing up in the Monday night lights. This is the but week. I don't, I don't believe it and I'm not going to start him. I'm I can't make it. I'm playing you when I have Robinson, so I'm not doing that, but it would be hilarious would be all right on to uh probably one of the wor- worst worst games in the in the week so uh las vegas takes on new york giants and neither one of these teams can catch a break at this point so i with rugs presumably out you have to imagine zay jones and brian edwards should be more involved uh and are at least worth speculative ads if available so um, the giants on the other hand are having some tough weeks with injuries and, um, I don't know when it's going to be a full strength team at this point. So keep an eye out on the injury report heading into this game. Sterling Shepard was re-injured in Monday night's game and Tony was very limited throughout the whole game. And he did get a little bit of receiving and a little bit of uh, passing as well. So, um, my start here is Mr. Kenyon Drake. Um I I ever since uh Bisakia, Basichia, however pronounce his name, has taken over, Drake's role has increased significantly. Uh against Philly, he had 14 carries and had two touchdowns against Denver the week before. So I think coming off a bye and with a banged up Jacobs, I envision them coming out with a healthy mix and more pass catching work for Drake instead of trying to do that with Jacobs, which wasn't working anyway. So it's hard to deny what Drake has, and basically when they use him, he wins. They win. Uh, so it's kind of weird. I mean, I imagine that they have to notice that. So I sit our all giants wide receivers until we get a grip of how this team plays out. I'm nervous to start really any of these wide receivers. Tony's my, the dude right now, I really want to see Galladay happen, but it hasn't yet. And he's still injured anyway. So um, the, the Raiders have had a decent pass defense too. So that the inconsistencies of the giants are going to uh, waver on me here a little bit too. So um, uh, the way to win this game, I think for the giants is clear is run the ball. The Raiders cannot stop that. So if Saquon is healthy, he's the one you want to play from this team, but even Booker at this point, who's really filled in valiantly so far. So, uh, my stop, and I should say Joe's stop is stop wasting Evan Ingram's career. Uh, you could have traded him today, AKA Tuesday, but no, the NFL hates us. Uh, there was nothing. The whole trade deadline was kind of a waste. I mean, it was very, very small, small potatoes. The Eagles got a, cornerback for a seventh round pick. Like, I think that was one of the bigger moves. Um, the Giants. It was a really, sixth round pick. My apologies. It was. I'm so sorry. Uh, the Giants really like to throw a pity party for themselves. Like, Oh, Ingram hasn't panned out. He was a first round pick. And you're right. He hasn't looked that good, but when he is healthy and when you don't use him, he won't do well, which most of the season this year, he's been okay. And you know, you could throw him three balls. So please set him free. I don't think it's Evan Ingram's fault. I don't think it's the Giants' fault. But when everyone else of your players are on IR, maybe, maybe just get a better medical staff.
2: Yeah. Uh, Yeah. I think you could be right. Figure something out. Yeah, it seems like that. Okay. Go on to the last game of the week, and I think this could potentially be one of the best games of the week. Uh, Tennessee versus the LA Rams. Um. I'm honestly like Derrick Henry's now out. Tennessee's the number one team in the AFC. That would scare a lot of people. I'm not scared. I'm not. I think this presents a unique opportunity for Tennessee to figure out what they have in A.J. Brown and Tannehill. I think they should have probably brought in another receiver. That's probably what I would have done for their roster, but they did not. So we're going to go into this week with A.J. Brown Westbrook, Akeen. Um, I don't even know who else is there. Is Josh Reynolds still on the roster? Haven't heard his name in a couple weeks. I don't know. But anyway, my starts for this game is both teams. I think this is going to be a high-scoring game. So, And I would even say Adrian Peterson, if he's active in a flex capacity, if you needed somebody, I'd toss him in there just to see what happens. Um, He doesn't know. He doesn't know the playbook well, but here's the thing. Does he need to? Derrick Henry just ran up the middle, and if they just give him even 15 carries, you're, you know he could easily break one of those for a big run. So my start is both teams, because I think this is going to be a high-scoring game. So I think that they're just going to have to keep going back and forth, tossing the ball around. Uh, my sit is in this game, and everybody in L.A., obviously. Tennessee is a very easy defense to beat. My sit for this game, I have nobody but maybe Tyler Higby. If you have a better tight end option, um, Tennessee's really only good thing this year so far is that their uh, linebackers have been pretty good at covering tight ends. I mean, it's like seventh or eighth in the league, so you know, is not number one, but it's you know still a little difficult. Um, my stop for this this week is just stop panicking on Tennessee. I think, yes, you lost what was probably the NFL MVP in Derrick Henry. But I think, you know, when one door closes, maybe another one opens. And I think you could patchwork maybe enough together with this team. Tennessee seems to have figured out how to play. It may take a week. But I think if they go out slinging this week, if they let Tannehill loose, I think good things could happen. And I think they could easily shock the L.A. Rams. Never
0: the optimist. I love it. I mean, honestly, even the last two weeks, Henry last last week obviously got injured, but he did a kind of okay. And the week before, he just kind of did a little bit. Like it wasn't. Yeah, they didn't even need him against. Games. Was
2: that the Chiefs? They didn't even need the, the him against the Chiefs. Yeah.
0: So I mean, it's not like their team is not good. Like they have the talent, especially
2: if Julio and AJ Brown can stay healthy. I mean, they should be a good team. Yeah, but. I don't. I don't think Julio's playing this week, but. Like I said, one door closes, another one opens. I love it. So, that's our game previews for week nine. This is Mickey Blanco week, so everybody needs to be paying attention to Thursday Night Football. That, you know, nobody's ever said this before, but Mickey Blanco, you can't you can't uh, look away from Mickey Blanco in primetime. He has needed this Thursday night game for his entire life. We didn't know it until two weeks ago, but he has needed it. So... Follow at offensive points on Twitter. Follow at offensive points. Oh, We don't really have any other tags. My bad. Follow at IDP Army <laughs> on uh, TikTok on Twitter. Get in the Discord. Uh, buy uh, Jordan's Ultimate IDP Index. We got. He's actually got a promotion running. If you go to the IDP Twitter right now, there is uh, some. There's a promotion going on where if you buy into Underdog, you can get one month free. So that's pretty cool. Promotion that he's doing just to get in there. So, um, you guys got anything else for this week to wrap it up? Uh, please
0: go check out um, our Twitter page and tag us what you think Najee Harris is going to get on Sunday.
2: Monday. Yes. You have a chance to win Monday. a signed Antonio Monday. Brown jersey. Yes, you heard that correctly. A signed Antonio Brown's jersey. Brown. It is PPR. Jersey, not from
1: the Browns because you never played there. It is is. PPR, so Najee Harris PPR points. DM us. Put it it out on Twitter
0: if you're really that confident. Like It's going to be 22.5, so I'm going to put that out there. Uh, DM us. Send it to us. Tell us what you think is going to happen, and you get a signed Antonio Brown jersey. Ties will be decided by coin
1: flip. Nice. All right, Joe. All right, guys. Enjoy week nine. We will see you here next week in week 10.